Sadie Kim and Sadie Kim from around the entire world. Today I have the privilege to be interviewing Mr. Bach Englander. Bach, how you doing? I am great, Lily. How are you? Amazing, Bach Hashem. All right, can you please share with us a little bit about yourself, your hobbies, what you enjoy doing, a little bit about your background? Let's hear. Okay. Um, well, first of all, I have to talk about how I'm how how I'm connected to you. I'm very okay. lucky that I am cousins with your mom, so uh, that's really an important part of my background. But um, I grew up in um, in New York, and um, went to uh, different uh, yeshivas my whole life. How and after they're called, and um, and then I went to Israel for a year. Went to um, went back to college, Yeshiva University. Went to Smicha, became a rabbi. And then I um, and I started my um, my career in Chinuch. I'm very lucky to be in Jewish education, and I was a high school educator for six years. I then moved to um, South Florida, Boca Raton, Florida, for 12 years, where I became a principal and head of school. And now I am actually back in the school that I went to as a child. Um, and uh, and this school's called Hal Hebrew Academy of Long Beach in the Five Towns in New York. And um, and I'm the head of school there. Of uh, it's basically a nursery school through uh, eighth grade, about a thousand children. And um, so so that's 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 a little about me career wise. And you said hobbies also. You want to know my hobbies? Everything about you. Oh, okay. Well, I I love learning. I love I love learning Torah. I love reading books, like specifically books like that about or about like um leadership and management. That's kind of like my. I guess it's, it, it relates to my career, but it's also a hobby. And I actually love playing golf. So I'm working on that. I usually play during the summer. So that's like a hobby of mine. Amazing. All right. Can you please describe to us what your job looks like? Because you're head of a school and you got into such an intense job. I messed up the questions, by the way. <laughs> so can you describe to us what the whole, the whole picture, what it all looks like? Okay, I'll try to do that. One real estate, I realized I should have said before, a very important part of my background is my wife, my wife, Shira, my four children, range in age from 22 to 13. My youngest just had a bar mitzvah, so that's exciting. And um, so that's just, you know, a little more about me. But um, so the school job, yeah, that's, it, it, it's hard to really, um, sometimes it's hard to describe. My own children sometimes say to me like, ah, but what do you do all day? Do you just like answer emails? And I tell them, well, that's definitely a part of my day, but it's, um, it's certainly much more than that. Uh, the day in day out job is, you know, my, usually a good part of my day is already planned before I start it. Uh, meaning there are certain meetings that always take place, like, you know, uh, like the leadership team, we meet every Wednesday at a certain time, all the different principals to plan the next week and talk about things that are coming up in school and help each other out with, with things that are going on. So a lot of things are like already planned. There's a lot of programs that are going on in the school or, or I kind of block out times to go visit classrooms and see the instruction, like what's going on in classrooms, what are the teachers doing, what are the students doing? Um, you know, monitoring certain things like carpool and busing and lunch. So all that's kind of like the stuff that's expected. And I already often know what's part of my day. Um, but there's another chunk of the day that's totally unexpected. You know, things happen in school that you can't predict. Um, it might be an issue with two kids who, you know, get into some fight or a teacher really struggling with some issue or a, or a parent that really needs to talk to us about an emergency or something going on in their lives. Um, so it's, it's really all about kind of keeping my job is really kind of to look at the whole system, um, because I, there's no way I can connect with obviously 1000 children or 150 teachers. My job is to help create like a system where the good stuff happens. So, um, you try to just make sure that, that, that everything that you do, 
um, is for the sake of what's best for children. And that's like one of the, like the, like the classic lines that people talk about when it comes to great schools and great education. You always ask yourself, what do we need to do to make the greatest, you know, Jewish educational experience for our children where they feel warm and loved and embraced. And, you know, our schools are very known to be a very warm school. Um, it's strongly academic, but at the same time, it's also a place we want, you know, every kid to feel a connection to their Rebbe, to their Mora, um, and really to all their teachers. So uh, the, the day, the, some, some days are kind of more relaxed and drama free, um, but a lot of days, like yesterday was a, just an intense day. And there was just like a lot of drama and like dramatic things. And you have to, and, and they're, they're, they're not always easy to deal with because usually you need to involve several people. So you'll have to, oh, I have to bring in the middle school principal or the guidance counselor. Um, so that's, I would say, quite common and becoming more common because it seems that, you know, life can be complicated sometimes, but we wow. do our best to help kids and serve Hashem. Wow. Did you always want to become the head of a school? Like, was that always on your mind? No. How did that happen? No. Great question. Um, I wanted to be a doctor my whole life. Um, always wanted to be a doctor. And I'm, I'm, I'm the same age as your, as your uncle Yaakov. So we always, you know, he, he probably knew that from my childhood. And um, only when I went to, I, I got very inspired when I went to Israel for the year. Um, after, um, actually, you know, my, my, my whole, all my, my Jewish roots, by the way, are all really connected to Chabad because, you know, my mother, like your grandfather didn't, you know, didn't, didn't grow up in a, um, in really a from home. Judaism was very important, but then they got into Chabad at a, you know, shortly after when they, you know, respectively got married and, and my mom decided we got to go to yeshiva. We have to keep kosher and all those things we did, but I, I wouldn't say I was passionate about my Yiddishkeit until, um, until I went to Israel for the year, which was after high school. It's very common, at least in my, in the schools that I went to, almost every boy and girl goes to Israel for the year. And I got really excited about just learning Torah and Yiddishkeit and it like kind of changed the direct direction of my life. And I ended up going back for a second year. And um, I still was actually planning to be a doctor at that point. But then when I went back to Yeshiva University, that's where I started, I started doing, getting involved in NCSY, like uh, youth groups, um, and um, but being like an advisor and getting involved a little bit in Kirov. And that kind of led to, to education. I was like, you know what? I really want to be a, um, a teacher of Torah. And that's where I, I went for, I continued my smicha to become a rabbi. And I also went to a, like a um, YU, Yeshiva University has a program called Azrieli, which is to get a master's degree in Jewish education and administration. And even though I didn't have those degrees at the time, I already had started part-time teaching in the same high school actually that I went to as a kid. So I kind of became like a pretty young Rebbe there. Maybe I was like 22, 23 years old. Wow. And then that was only part-time. And, and then it became full-time. And then, you know, I, I mean, I needed that as a job because I was married and had a kid at the time. And, and that's kind of where this started. And then I would say by my second or third year in Jewish education, I started realizing, you know what, I think I want to go into administration. Because I started, I used to think principals just like punish kids, you know, and yeah. uh, I don't know if, I hope that's not your experience in school, but um, uh, I never really understood what a principal does until I was working in a school. And then I realized how much they could like shape the culture and help the teachers and support what's going on. And I, I'm, that's something I'm very into. I love creating like a positive work environment because um, I find that, you know, people who are teachers, they're not, you know, they're not making millions of dollars. They're doing it because they love it because they want to change the future. And so it's so important to have a, a culture and environment where, where people are happy and they're positive and they feel their opinions matter and they, and they know they have support when they need it. 
And I realized that's the kind of thing I want to learn how to do. I thought I had like a, some natural abilities in it, but I knew I wanted to learn the skill. And that's what I spent, you know, a bunch of years learning and honing. And then eventually after like six years, I decided to take the plunge and become a principal. I didn't think we were going to move out of New York. And I like went to a, um, like a headhunter who finds jobs in this area. And they were like, oh, we have this great job in Boca Raton, Florida. And I was like, Boca Raton, Florida, you know, I'd never been there. I didn't know anything about it, but I went and visited and went for a Shabbos. And next thing we knew it, we picked up and moved. We had two little kids at the time and it was kind of crazy, but, um, you know, it, and then we ended up staying there for 12 years and we loved it. Wow. What's something you really love about this job? I love, I love helping people through, through like, through challenging situations that don't have easy solutions. Um, you know, like I, I like to sit down with a person and like talk it out and, you know, how best do we deal with this child or how best do we deal with this difficult situation? So it's like, you know, even though I don't necessarily have the answer to it, um, I find that when we, you know, you bring, bring a group of people around um, a topic and really working it through to, to some like kind of positive resolution, that's something that I really, like I enjoy and it gives me a sense of, um, uh, fulfillment yeah like a sense of like this is good this feels good that that I really enjoy and I enjoy um I also enjoy helping like the way I view my job I, I think the the role of a leader really in any company whether it's a school or anything else is to help the others around them to be to be better and that's not something you could like make them do you have to more create an environment where they on their own do it so I take a lot of pride in trying to create an environment where people can grow and be the best versions of themselves Wow, what's something you don't like about this job? It's <laughs> a good question. I do like most parts about it. Um, the parts I don't like relate to like budgeting, like the financial end of things. Um, you know, schools really try hard to, you know, we have to collect tuition, uh, you know, like any private school, but that's never enough money and you have to do fundraising. Actually, I don't mind that. I actually enjoy fundraising, um, but I don't, like having to go oh no we only have this much money and yeah. i really want to do more and that's only not enough and how do we you know and like all those people always negotiating with me because they they need to make more money which i want to do and like that that kind of wears me down because i find it's i want to help them and it's like my job to determine their salaries but like you know it's hard because you know you're you know people everyone really deserves to make more and you can't always make that happen and that part i find hard and not so enjoyable. Gotcha. All right. Is it hard to struggle with your family plus what you do? Is it hard to what? Struggle. Um, <laughs> juggle your family. Oh. Plus what you do. Uh, yeah, it is actually because the nature of this kind of job, it's not like a nine to five kind of job. You know, you're always doing things outside of right. those hours and events and speeches and, you know, Nowadays, you know, you get a million emails a day. So it is hard, but I do think it's very doable. I think um, I think a lot of people, including myself, we get like stuck into assuming, oh, I have to keep answering these emails and doing things. But I think if I think if I was better about just, you know, carving out time and putting away my phone and putting away my computer for certain hours, I think it would be better. Um, but I do pride myself on trying hard to, to you know, spend the quality family time that I so enjoy and cherish. But um, I'd be lying if I said it wasn't a challenge and it isn't a juggle. Right. It, is, it is hard. 
Wow, beautiful. Who's somebody you really, really admire? Um, there's a lot of people I really admire. Um, one, well, the first one that comes to mind is, um, is my wife, actually, who does an incredible job, I find, of balancing the the work and so she, she's just one of those people who like does everything and no one even knows how she has time to do everything. Uh, I mean, she's getting ready for Shavuos and has a full-time job and is making meals and food for at least like two or three other people who like have stuff going on in their lives and is, you know, helps out with a camp in the summer. And there's just like so many things she does. And like, I, I, I'm really in admiration of like how she does so many things. Um, I uh, I also really admire um, a well. There's 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 a person that I use as my my own personal coach. I for many a lot of people in um, in the head of school job that I have have um, have a have a yeah. It's like a like a leadership coach, a person who helps them like like deal with the um, the challenges of of school leadership. And I've been working with a person for about twelve years now. Whoa. Her name is Jane Taubenfeld Cohen. I actually just got off the phone with her a little while ago because we have a meet, we have a phone call every two weeks, and um, she's another person I really admire. She's she's a person who's coaching about probably twenty five heads of school. Um, she, she's she's retired from her head of school job, and um, I admire how much she helps every person in their own unique way, and like she really loves and cares about all those people. So, like it's like she she's doing so much for the entire Jewish world, and people don't even know it because. Right. They have no idea that she's behind the scenes of so many um, people in this job. It's a person who you can kind of like share your most difficult things with, things that might be very private that you can't discuss with other people in your school because it's like it's a very sensitive matter. Um, so I would say those are, I mean, there's many others, but those are two people who really come to mind that I admire. Wow, beautiful. How do you deal with pressure and stressful situations? So one is that to me is a lot of, um, there's a few things. One, the first thing that comes to mind is just like faith in Hashem, meaning, although it's not easy to say, because we all go through hard times and it's not easy to say, oh, it's for the best. It's for the best. It's for the best. But the reality is when our, when we can separate our, our, our emotions from our mind, we know that, wait, this, it, things really are for the best. So you have to, you know, just having a deep belief that Hashem runs the world and that what you're going through has some positive reason. Um, that is, is very helpful. Um, but also to maintain just a, in general, a positive attitude. Um, um, I, I really like the, um, I don't know how to say it in Yiddish. I know the Lubavitch Rebbe was famous for saying it in Yiddish, but you know, think good and it will be good. There's some line that people say in Yiddish. I just don't know it. But, um, but that, that idea that when you, if you really like think positively and have a belief, truly believe that this will come out somehow with a positive outcome, that helps a lot. Um, and just, yeah, putting on the smile, like kind of pushing through it and recognizing it's just part of, it's part of the path. Like um, another line that I like from a different book, a different, uh, maybe a lot of people say it, but the idea that um, um, the journey is the destination, you know, meaning it's not about like getting to some, uh, it's not about like, oh, we have to get to this, do this. No, like the point of life is, is to have ups and downs. Right. The point of, like that's how we that's how Hashem created this existence for us and um, I think all those attitudes combined help a person deal with pressure and struggles that's true all right three more questions are you ready I think so 
what is most best and crazy memory throughout this adventure? Adventure like in work or in like life? In everything. Craziest memory? And best, it gotta be the best one. And best, whoa, that is a tough one. <laughs> I'm, uh, huh. I'm not sure, I'm not sure how to answer that one. I. One thing that I have like many memories of, but like not a ton. I I, I really um, we've been blessed to go on like a, a nice amount of family vacations, where um you know it's a different place. Nothing not like nothing crazy places, but like you know whether we we've been to Israel together as a family, and we've been to Florida a bunch of times, and um we went to Puerto Rico and um Arizona. Or, and and like I find that when we like kind of just do something special as a family, um, those have been like, and you know, I look back at the pictures, but those are some of like the the greatest memories, like things where I've kind of been like separated from like the work regular life every day, kind of um, you know, like like day in, day out life, and to kind of just take a break and just enjoy and that like vacations and and Yom Tovim, those kind of times just being together with family. Those are like, I would say some of my best memories. When I think of one, I know it's it's hard for me to kind of pin down just one. Okay. So I hope that's okay. And I'm not giving you exact. Oh, good. You, you literally just had a memory. Going on vacation okay. is a memory. What are your dreams of something that you really, really, really want to accomplish? What I really want to accomplish? Yes. Also a really good question. Um, I would love to... Um, to help get, um, well, but my school and even other schools to a place where we do um, hopefully an, an, an even better job of, of inspiring our kids to love their Yiddishkeit at an even younger age. Meaning I think they do in our school now, but like to kind of do that with their families to kind of like, 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 even though like my job is to, to deal with um, a school and kids in a school, right? They're not their own little entity. You have to look at the whole family as a whole, right? Like the Bialo family there. It's not just, it's not just when they go to school or whatever they're it's with their, with their family, with everyone. And I, I would love to like create more partnerships between schools and parents where we're more on the same page, where we're really trying to help our kids. I mean, everyone wants to help our kids, but I think sometimes people just get so distracted in life and they're just not focused enough on doing whatever's best for their children and in a more like deliberate way. And so whether it's passion and excitement for Yiddishkeit or davening or more learning or a, or a more exciting Shabbos table experience or, you know, spending more time doing chesed and helping others just to make that like more of a thing in, in families' lives. And I think you could do it through the school, like through the children themselves. So um, like, I think we already do a good job in it, but not necessarily a great job. So I'd love to help you know, and, and it, I know it's like kind of broad. I mentioned like many areas, but um, that's kind of what I really hope to like, like look back. I want to say I accomplished that one day, like not just that I was running a school, but that there are, you know, kids who just feel more connected to Hashem, love their Yiddishkeit more and the families are affected by it as like, as a result. Does that make sense? Uh, yes. Okay. Beautiful. All right. One more question. Here's where the good stuff came in. Are you ready? I hope so. Okay, what is a life lesson that you can't teach us? 
a life lesson. A life lesson that I've that I've been that I feel like I continue to learn as the years go by um, is that there really is no rule book when it comes to chinuch and just generally like educating children. Meaning that there's there's usually things that you know you feel oh this is the best way or that's the best way or I need to treat my kid this way or treat my kid that way. In the end of the day, every single kid is different. Every single set of parents are different, and and you kind of have to um, be 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 comfortable to you know trust the fact that you might have to go a different way. Um, you know, then let's say is considered the norm or the rules or what the community standard is when you feel it's best for your child. Um, like, I think a lot of parents when they're younger, they're very worried about, oh, what are they going to think? And what are they going to think about our family? Or what are they, you know, people get very self-conscious and they worry about how people judge them, which is normal. We all, we all worry about that. We all get insecure about that. But in the end of the day, I, you know, Hashem gave each soul to those parents yes like, that means that only those parents you know only the Vialos can raise Laylee to, to her potential because otherwise you're Neshama you know you your Neshama would have gone to some other set of parents right. so the parents have a certain intuition and power to to make the right call and even if it seems like it's not the right thing like do what's best for your kid and um and in the end of the day you know and don't worry about what the rule book says like of course seek out advice and talk to rabbis or mechanchim or therapists or whatever's going on but at the end of the day like trust that you you, you really have the ability to, to um to do the right thing for your child and if i think parents have more confidence in themselves with that um i think they'll have a much much a much easier life when it comes to child rearing and, and raising a, a home founded on Torah and where the children ultimately live that life long term on their own even when they're outside the the you know the rules and confines of their parents home wow beautiful all right Mr. Bar Englander thank you so much for joining this beautiful wonderful everything obvious um India Lady Bial here for more interviews and daily videos please WhatsApp the number 541-604-8581 and don't forget to elevate the planet be added to the electric chat, please contact the number 541-604-8581.